Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening wherever you are. If you're walking, driving, working, surfing, wherever, welcome. If this is your very first episode ever, I am seriously so excited you are here. You have no idea. This podcast is all about all things relatable, wellness. We get into lifestyle topics as well. Like today's episode, for example, is a little Q&A session all about how to start a business, how to grow a business how to brand yourself, how to be a content creator. We're going to get into all sorts of questions. So I'm super excited for the episode, but before we do anything, we always start things off with a little self-check-in. Just take a moment to check in with ourselves, see how we're feeling, see how we're doing and go from there. Oh, one more thing. Also, if you haven't already, it would help me so much if you rated the podcast. It helps us reach more people all around the world. And my goal with the podcast is to truly spread, spread positivity and love and inspiration with women everywhere. So it means a huge huge, huge. It means so much when you guys leave a reading. Okay. Let's get into this thing. Wherever you are, take a moment to just breathe in, growing tall with your breath and then exhale, opening your mouth slightly, just sighing out, letting go of any limiting beliefs, any tension, release it with your breath. I feel like we all need to do that one more time. Let's breathe in. Exhale out. Okay. Wherever you are, I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today on a scale of one to 10? 10 being I feel amazing, one being we're not doing too hot, but that's okay. All right. (laughs) Now, wherever you are and however you're feeling, asking yourself, what is something that I can do today to fill my cup a little bit more? Maybe it's listening to the podcast. Maybe it's going on a walk outside, cooking yourself a delicious meal. It could be anything. Doing the thing you've been resisting. Okay. Next question. Have you drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you listen to the podcast, you know the drill. Let's grab our waters and we're going to hydrate our hot bods on three, two, one. Cheers to hydration. Cool. Okay, now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't, and if you can, I want you to stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and then sit back down. Okay, next question. I want you to think about something that you love about who you are. So go in internal. What is something that you love about yourself? You can say out loud, I love my blank. Cool. It's super important to take moments to just be kind to ourselves and talk to ourselves like a best friend. It makes such a big difference in just the mental health and confidence area of life. Okay, final question. I want you to think about who the best version of you is what are you wearing what are you doing who are you with where are you and most importantly how are you feeling so just take a moment to visualize this and just hang on to that feeling okay okay now hanging on to the feeling we're going to inhale again and imagine that feeling flowing into your lungs as you inhale two three Four, just hold at the top, holding the feeling, and then slowly exhale, letting go of anything that is stagnant energy, release it with your breath. All right, so I challenge you to really hang on to this feeling today, more doing more things in your life that create this best self feeling. So if that feeling is feeling super confident, thinking about what you can do to help boost your confidence. And we have a lot of episodes on the show about confidence. So if you're like, how do I actually become confident? There are so many episodes. If you just type in the search bar of the, of the show confidence, it'll show up. 
But today's episode, like I said, is about business. So I'm really excited for this one. I've been wanting to do this one for a while. And before we do that though, updates, you guys, (laughs) I feel like every, (laughs) do you hear that? Like sad laugh is like, (laughs) I feel like every week we have so many unique updates life is moving fast. It feels like it's moving fast. Like I can't wrap my head around the fact that there's only two weeks left of July. That just isn't right, but whatever. Fall is coming up and I love fall. So I'm not that mad about it. I also love summer. I love all the seasons in their own way, but you guys, this week has been, I don't know. It's, it's been kind of, it's not been the best. I mean, it's only Tuesday when I'm recording this, this episode drops tomorrow, but yesterday was honestly a really bad day. I, Oh, if you follow me on Instagram, you already know this. So basically I had, I thought I just bruised my finger for the past nine days. Basically long story short, what happened? And I wish the story was cooler. I wish it had been something cool. Like, oh, I was surfing and this happened or, oh, I was, I was skating and doing a trick or whatever, but it always, I always feel like I get injured doing the things that just aren't like that cool. I don't know. So one time I remember I rolled my ankle, severely rolled my ankle while walking in Whole Foods grocery shopping. And I was injured for like so long from that one injury. And I was like, why, why did this happen to me? But anyways, this injury happened because, (laughs) so I live in Florida, if you didn't already know this. And sometimes we have crazy, crazy cool animals that live in my area. So we have black panthers. Apparently there's bears. I haven't seen any yet. Rattlesnakes, alligators, crocodiles. Uh, Most importantly though, armadillos. I think armadillos are really cool, unpopular opinion. But I was in my front yard, it was at night. I was taking my dog out to go to the bathroom on a leash and you guys, like here's the deal. Axel is, I think he's 80 pounds. He is such a gentle giant. And sometimes I forget how strong my dog is because he usually is amazing. Like he usually would not ever do this. But what happened was we were walking around the yard and I, this armadillo, I don't know where he came from. I think he was just in the neighbor's yard in a dark shadow and I didn't see him because I always will go out the front yard, front door and kind of look around and make sure there's no crazy animals or anything in the front yard. Cause you guys, my neighbor one time had a five foot alligator that walked up to their front door. So I always got to make sure that we're in the safety, safety zone. But anyways, I didn't see anything. We're outside. We're all good. All of a sudden I see Axel is like fixated on this creature. I turn and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's an armadillo probably like 10 feet away from us in my front yard. And he is absolutely fixated. And I'm like, okay, Axel, like sit. I'm trying to get him out of this fixation. Before I know it, Axel has lunged for the armadillo. And I didn't realize this, but I had the leash wrapped around my right pointer finger and of course it pulled really hard and it hurt so bad but I kind of thought I broke my finger in the moment but then it just the next day I woke up it still hurt there's a little scratch on it it looked bruised but I didn't really think anything of it and so fast forward this this finger starts to have a bump on the side of it and I'm like something is not right it's been a week I don't think this is swelling at this point like it looks like something's wrong and so yesterday I went to urgent care and they x-rayed it and sure enough my finger is fractured so (laughs) we're in a little a little splint I'm going to the orthopedic doctor tomorrow just to make sure everything is good because I don't think the doctor the urgent care maybe wrapped it properly anyways I was really upset about it because as you know, my full-time career is teaching Pilates to people and it's hard to teach Pilates or work out when I have a 
massive splint on my finger but thankfully the good news is it's only going to be like three four weeks of healing and it's already been a week so I'm not too upset about it but I was upset in the moment because I don't know I think anytime a doctor is like yeah your finger or something's broken it just is I don't know just it was shocking and fast forward I get home I'm having this weird just day of feeling so upset I was like sobbing crying like just so upset so overwhelmed with everything and I was just upset about this whole finger situation you guys I asked John because we're about to go to the gym I was like you know what I'm not gonna let my finger hold me back from working out like we're still gonna go exercise so I was I was like hey John is there any way you can make me a smoothie while I get ready and he's like yeah of course so John is making a smoothie and he's like okay the strawberries aren't we're out of frozen strawberries because I wanted a strawberry banana peanut butter smoothie and I was like okay like I'll see what there is you guys I don't even know what's going on as I'm looking (laughs) for the fruit in the freezer this frozen bowl of like soup or something slides off the top shelf onto my big left toe I was like scream crying in pain it hurt so bad and I think that I was already upset about having a broken finger that I was just like you're joking if my toe was broken too like this is this can't be real so I was sobbing my eyes out it was so dramatic but I ended up going to the gym still I walked it off literally walked it off my toe was kind of sore today but it's fine thankfully I think it's a little bruised and the finger is it's gonna heal it's healing (laughs) but I just it was one of those days where I was like why is everything just feels like everything's going wrong and something that I realized in that moment of time I was like I am not whatever is happening right now whatever's going on like I'm not gonna let this hold me back from continuing to do things that are gonna make me feel good like go to the gym I'm not gonna let it hold me back from going to worship night at my church like I was so just set on like I'm not gonna let these little obstacles make me fall out of my routine of doing things that I know are gonna one fill my cup but two bring me closer to the Lord so we we pushed through it and I woke up this morning feeling so much more rested I've also been feeling really exhausted for three weeks and I can't really explain why I think it's my social battery to be to completely honest but anyways woke up feeling so much more rested feeling so hyped for the day and I am here recording but I hope you guys enjoy that story it is if you have a broken bone right now or an, or an injury like ugh, it's not fun but we're healing together okay we're gonna heal through this Anyways, speaking of healing, we're on, what is this, week three of our Healing Girl Summer Challenge. If you haven't already joined the challenge, I challenge uh, <laughs> I challenge you to hop into the challenge on Sweaty Studio. I'm going to link it below so you guys can hop on in. Feel free to start at week three. Just start wherever we are and finish it off with us. It is a month of journaling and Pilates workouts. It's actually seriously brought me so much inner healing and just physical strength building so I definitely recommend doing the challenge I've been doing it at night with John and we'll light a candle and do the workout and it's like the best thing ever my friend was also in town this past weekend and it was so funny because she drove in from seaside so she drove like seven or eight hours to come see me and she gets in and before we go to bed we're like hey hope do you want to do this pilates workout with us and she's like just gone to my house she's driven for so long and she's like yeah let's do it so shout out hope for being a real one and doing pilates with me that was so much fun and then we woke up the next morning and did our live class and oh speaking of live classes you guys the barbie movie drops this upcoming weekend so we're gonna have a barbie bar class and yes i will full send it i will still be doing barbie bar even with a broken finger we're gonna do it okay we're gonna put the ankle weights around the wrists and it's gonna be great so anyways moving on moving on let's get into today's topic so today's topic is all about business business teams 
that sounded so weird out loud tings do you guys say tings or things we're gonna take a sip of water sip of coffee and then we're gonna get into this all right first question of the day this is such a great question how to overcome initial fears about starting your biz this is wow i think every single entrepreneur starts off with the initial little insecurities or fears in their mind i know i did so a little backstory on me on my business my business i started it as a blog in 2019 called i'm sweaty and i know it I was inspired to start a blog because I have always loved to write. I used to write little books as a little kid. I wrote an entire trilogy on a figure skater named Bryn. Fun fact, I still have those books. They're actually kind of fire, low-key. And I remember I was a fitness instructor in 2019. I taught at Pure Bar. And that was kind of the first time when I realized how much I loved the world of wellness. I'd always loved fitness and physical health. I grew up as a competitive figure skater and I was always, I've been fit or not fit. I've been physically active in a competitive sport. I'd been physically active in a competitive sport since I was eight years old. So I have always just been a fitness girly, but it was when I started teaching at Pure Bar is when I realized, okay, people don't just work out to look a certain way or to get stronger. They also are working out for the mental health, for feeling more confident, for feeling just feeling good, just doing something that makes them feel freaking amazing. And that's when I really started to dive into, okay, I want to like write about this kind of stuff. So I started a blog, 2020 rolls around, and that's when everything, all the studios started to go online. At Pure Bar, our classes went online. We were teaching them on like Facebook Live. And then I was also getting my Pilates certification and I started teaching online Pilates mat classes with sliders at my studio in Miami that I was getting certified through. So I was teaching those two things and I fell in love with online fitness. And so I started, I was also teaching my friends private Zoom classes as well. And they were like, dude, start a TikTok with your workouts. Like you gotta do it. And I was like, no, that's weird. But That was the initial fear right there. That's weird. Caring about what other people thought about me. That was a huge fear of mine. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Let's just full send it and do it. So I did. And I'm so thankful I did because those workout videos started to blow up. They started to do really well on TikTok. And before I knew it, I was able to start doing TikTok live classes. I started funneling people from TikTok to my Instagram channel and not my Instagram channel, my Instagram, growing the Instagram. I was doing live classes on my blog Instagram. And then I started funneling people to YouTube. I started a YouTube channel and I was doing full length workouts on there. So I started to use TikTok as a funnel and I got people to go all the way to YouTube. And in 2021 is when I started to work on growing my actual paid subscription Pilates studio called Sweaty Studio. I was also working a public relations job at the time. So I was working like 12 hour days between continuing to build my business, continuing to build my content creation, online presence, and (laughs) while working a nine to five, nine to six, I'm sorry, nine to six job. So it was a process. I have talked about this before, but that was probably when my mental health was at its lowest point. I was not prioritizing taking care of myself. I was overworking myself and I wasn't eating enough food. I was taking Adderall to try to be as productive as I could. And that ended up backfiring because Adderall, if you didn't know this, 
can do some can do more harm than good and that's kind of what led into my eating disorder struggles at the time as well so and I also had gone out of a breakup so there was a lot of things going on during this period of time when I was building sweaty studio but it's really cool because even in the midst of all these just personal obstacles I continued to just keep my eye on I am building the studio because I want to create a place and a space for women to work out, to move their bodies, to feel empowered, no matter if they're having the worst mental health day ever, no matter if they're struggling with their food relationship, no matter if they're struggling with body image, like this workout and the studio is going to help them feel empowered and confident inside and out. Because I also realized while I was building my studio, the problem I identified was that there weren't a lot of workouts out there online that weren't so diet culture focused. So a lot of the different workouts I was looking and seeing on YouTube while I was struggling with my eating disorder were very much focused on lose five inches off your waist by doing this ab workout or shred, get shredded abs from this quick 10 minute workout video, whatever, you get the gist. A lot of it was surrounding weight loss and fat burning and a lot of those clickbaity titles. And as someone who genuinely was not concerned about I need to do this and that, I wanted to keep working out because I knew it was gonna help with my anxiety and depression struggles. There wasn't really anything out there for me to actually work out and feel empowered from doing the workout class because anytime I do those workouts I just felt worse about myself so anyways that's what kind of sparked sweaty studio to come into reality and it was cool because during this time I definitely felt a lot of imposter syndrome since I was struggling with my eating disorder things mental health stuff and I was a fitness instructor and I felt like I'm supposed to be a role model for people in this industry and I can barely even take care of myself So that's when this podcast was born. That's when I started to take a little spin on the that girl trend and do that balance girl, showing that we don't always have to be perfect to still be healthy. And so when I launched Sweaty Studio on January 1st of 2022, I always joke that I was actually drunk while I launched it because it was New Year's and I was going through my little party girl era of time. (laughs) And I remember waking up the next morning, super hungover, scrolling through my emails and being like, oh my gosh, this is actually legit. Like people are signing up for this. This could be, this could be a thing. Like this is going to be a thing. And that's when I had a first little spark of hope in my just career. I was like, maybe I can get out of this 12 hour workday cycle. Maybe this is possible. And so from there I started, I got signed with a talent agency as well for being an influencer. So I was having half brand deals, half my studio income as the money I was making. And I'm definitely going to drop numbers on here so you guys can get a better like idea of kind of how much I was making at first. But Continuing on with the fears thing is I think a couple of fears I experienced. So, okay, I didn't even finish my story. (laughs) This is a long story, but so essentially I was first doing half brand deals, half half studio income as how much I was making. But my goal with it is I I didn't want to be an influencer. I want to be an entrepreneur with online presence. So over time, it's been really, really cool to see how the studio has continued to just grow and grow and grow because now my studio is my main source of income. If I get a brand deal, it's great, but I really don't do that many brand deals anymore on my social media. I do brand deals on my podcast, but aside from that, I mean, there's not really that many. 
I've been tapping into UGC a little bit more. If you don't know what that is, it's user user generated content. So sometimes I'll make content for brands for them to post on their pages only. And that's been super fun for me. So I want to start doing more of that. But that's kind of where I've gotten the business now, which has been super cool because I was realizing when I was doing half brand deals, half my studio, the brand deals were taking away a lot of my energy for pouring into my actual product that I have such a spark and passion for. So to answer the question about fears about starting your business, I think it's really cool when you can identify in the moment what the fears are. So just grabbing a piece of paper, writing down the things that you are afraid of, because one, when you write down the fears, when you write down either lies in your head, things that have been holding you back on paper, it brings them into the light. A lot of times fears can be really dark and I think a fear is dark. So when you bring the darkness to the light, it really reduces its power. So bringing that fear, the fears that you have around starting the business, write them down. And then I want you to write down underneath those fears, how you can overcome the fears. So either how can you overcome the fears or is the fear a lie? Because sometimes, for example, if I have a fear that people aren't going to like me, that's actually not true. Like that, that's already just based out of a lie. That's a based out of a lie of me believing that people don't like me or something's wrong with me. So getting to the root of the fear can also be really impactful as well. So a lot of times I'll have lies that start as the base of a fear and the fear will grow out of the lie. So get into those things. And if you have any more questions kind of about that, we have an entire uh, three-part series about it's called Healing Girl Summer. It's all about healing your mental health and inner healing stuff. And then the third part is about identifying lies and stuff like that. So also too, I think a fear that a lot of people experience is what people are worrying, what people are going to think about them, specifically in their hometown or people they know. I will say this was something that was hard for me, especially on social media, because I was putting my life out there online. People I know in real life were following me. And I think that was the hardest thing is posting and being like, oh my gosh, this person's going to see this. This is so awkward, whatever. But something that really changed the game for me, I went to this, I watched this webinar about social media and this guy, I think his name is Brock Johnson, talked about how it's important anytime you post something on social media or if you're starting a business, whatever it is, to think about the person that you are targeting. So this is something that is really crucial in any business that you are starting or doing. Even if you've had a business for 10 years, it's really important to make sure everything you're doing is for that target consumer. So for me, I have actually written down before, I've written down exactly who is using sweaty studio i've created this avatar for sweaty studio and from there anytime i feel like i'm confused and what i'm posting i'm like is this even aligned with my business i will go back to that avatar i'll read over what this avatar does who she is how she's feeling all these different things and from there i'll be like is this going to help my avatar so that's a really cool way you can overcome that fear of caring what people think about you because into the day like you have to have a target person that you're talking to because if I have fallen into the trap of trying to make every person happy and that just isn't going to happen because it's hard to target like 
a huge, massive range of people because everyone's in a different life stage, experiencing different things. So it's, it's important to get narrowed down on who your target is and also realizing that your target consumer can shift over time is also important. That's something I'm having to learn about on my actual social media pages is because as I'm growing, as I'm getting older, my initial target consumer is changing along with me because I'm no longer in college. Yes, I post a lot of stuff that's relevant to girls in college, but sometimes like it used to be a lot of either it'd be early high schoolers through beginning of college. Now my target demographic has shifted to college girls, some high schoolers who are like seniors, mainly college girls and post-grad girls. But that doesn't mean that there aren't people who use my studio or listen to my podcast who are 50 years old plus. Like there are those people and that's, I welcome them. I'm like, yes, there are middle schoolers who will sometimes message me on Instagram. Like I have a range of people, but my focus person who I create for is that target avatar. So that's really helpful for the initial fears. Um, I think moving on, something that a big question that you guys ask as well is how do you find out what your niche is? And a book that really helped me, and I actually transparently did not read the entire book. I think I read the first like three chapters and it changed the entire course of my business and I stopped reading it, was Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And I feel like you don't even need to read the book. This is just a basic question that helped me so much. Why am I doing this? So before you even start building your business, and if you, this is applicable to anyone who even has a business or doesn't have a business. I want you to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I thinking of doing this? It's really important to have a, think of your, your why as your guide. So anytime you feel discouraged, anytime you feel like this is stupid, going back to why am I doing this? Because the why is the root purpose for starting anything. And so I have a clear mission statement and a clear vision statement for my business. I have one for I'm sweaty and I know it. I have one for sweaty studio and I have one, I believe for healthy but human. So making sure you have a clear reason for why you're doing this, because anytime things get tough, anytime you feel confused or overwhelmed or you're comparing yourself, going back to that root why is such a game changer how to find out what your niche is. I think it's really cool to look and write down. You can take a moment to just journal about this, thinking about what am I passionate about? So for me, I'm really passionate about building relationships. I'm passionate about holistic wellness. I'm passionate about fitness, specifically Pilates. And I've been getting into my gym girl era lately. So I've also been doing some lifting and I love that. I'm also passionate about the ocean. I'm passionate about sharing God. I'm passionate about deep conversations. You get the gist, writing down everything you're passionate about. Your niche, it is really important and helpful to have a niche at the beginning. So for me, something that was hard is I tried to do everything at once. I tried to have all the different social media platforms out of the get-go. I tried to post lifestyle. I tried to post Pilates. I tried to post recipes, makeup, everything. And as a result, I was really overwhelmed. What's helpful about having an initial niche is that you can focus and hone in on one specific topic. So for me, I eventually niched into Pilates. From there, I was able to build off of that. As I started first posting just Pilates stuff, I grew that community of Pilates people and then I started posting more of what I love. So I started posting some recipes. I started posting just some general balanced that girl tips and tricks, healthy wellness obsessions, things like that. And I will say this is something that I, f- I feel wishy-washy about is the niche situation because it definitely really irks me that you that it feels like you have to be in a box in order to reach 
people, but I will say that doesn't necessarily have to be true because your niche can also be your personality. So like, let's just look at someone on social media who is really big, Alex Earl. Alex Earl is cool because she started initially, her niche was makeup and beauty. But from there, doing the get get ready with me's, she was focusing, yes, on the general topic of makeup and beauty. But as she was getting ready and putting the makeup on, she was sharing about her life. So this allowed people to start to understand who she was. And it was more than just makeup tips and tricks. I will say this is something that I want to start doing more of because I've absolutely fallen off this train many times. And I think a lot of it has to do with insecurity and just feeling like people won't care about my life, but that's a lie. First of all, people, people do care about your life and it doesn't matter if they care or not, because if it's something you're passionate about, why not share about it? It's going to help somebody, even if it's one person, but something that's really cool about how she started off by doing makeup and then doing the girl right with me is I will say this worked for me when I started in 2020, because I was doing I was posting five times a day, which I think is low key, a little, uh, like excessive because I had time to do that. But now it's like, eh, I don't really think that's necessarily necessarily necessary. <laughs> but anyways, what I was posting was a workout every day. I was posting a vlog of some sort. So whether it was spend a day with me as a fitness instructor in Miami, or I would post a recipe as well. So I do a healthy recipe and then I would do a health and wellness tip and trick. And then the fifth one was usually just some sort of fitness trend or something. So I think the vlogs though had the biggest impact because people were like, okay, she's more than just a fitness instructor. I want to see how she spends her life. So if you're starting an online business, definitely establish a social presence of some sort. You don't have to be a massive influencer to still make an impact and grow your business online. Okay. I think it's just really cool for your future and your current consumers to see and feel like they know you because end of the day, a lot of business and a lot of starting a business is relationship building. So if a future client, a future customer knows who you are, they're going to trust you more. And as a result, they're more likely to get your product because they feel like they know you or they feel like they can trust you because there's so many businesses out there for so many different things. I mean, there's a bajillion Pilates businesses out there. So why would someone, I always ask myself, why would someone pick mine? And typically it's because of me. It's because they feel like they know me. They feel like they have that relationship with me. They like my personality when I teach. They like how I teach because there can be so many instructors certified in Pilates, but think about who you would pick as your instructor. Usually it's the person that you click with the most. So it's important to make sure you're showing off your personality online. If you're doing an online business, if your business is in person, it's still the same concept. Getting to know your customers, really building a relationship with them in person is so important. And going back to figuring out your niche, you guys go with what you feel passionate about into the day. What is something that you can keep sustainable for years to come? Something that's not just a fad for you, something that is something you really love and maybe something your inner child used to thrive doing. Okay, moving on. This episode is getting me so hype. I love giving out business advice. Okay. The question is, how do I get my business popular among people? This is kind of what I was saying about the whole building your social presence online. So for me, my business's success has really come down from how, how much of a social media reach I have and how much how engaged people are with my content. And so like I said, it's a lot of that relationship building. I would say if I was getting started now, I would focus so heavily on storytelling and I would focus on whenever you post a piece of content or anytime you make a new product, 
making sure it's something that people actually want. This is one of my biggest business failures. And I'll tell you guys the story really fast. When I was first launching a guide, I remember I, I wanted the guide. I was like, this guide's awesome. Like this is going to help so many people. I love it all this stuff, but I had never done any market research. So I never, market research also doesn't have to be this scary, crazy thing. A market, market research, (laughs) sometimes I stumble over my words like that. Market research can simply be asking your audience what they need help with or what they're currently struggling with or what they want to see more of. I do this all the time. If you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is I'm sweaty and I know it. My podcast Instagram is healthy but human pod. So go go follow me and go check those out. But I will post polls a lot of the time. And that's what's super cool about nowadays. We have access to Instagram features like polls. I think TikTok also has polls too. But YouTube also has polls. And if you don't use social media and you want to just use an email list, you can also ask people on email to reply with to the answer or to the question I do this as well so for my monthly challenges I ask people hey what do you guys need help with this month hey what kind of challenge would you like to see I seriously build the challenges off of what people say because I made the mistake of building a guide that I thought would be great but I didn't ask anyone if it actually helped them as a result when I launched it no one got it it was like maybe two or three people bought the bought the guide but it wasn't the very successful launch in my eyes. So anyways, I think that's the best advice is to get something popular among people, making sure it's something that's going to help people one and two, making sure it's something that people actually want. And to help people, I think it's cool to figure out, okay, where is the need in this particular niche? So for me, when I started Sway Studio, I figured out that there was a need for workouts that were empowering and weren't just the clickbaity workout titles for weight loss, because not everyone wants to work out for that reason. And there's that's fine if that's your reason, but there also is a gap in the industry there. So I figured out that gap and I created a product to fill that gap based on what people were telling me, my own personal experience, and that's how I created it. So also to get something popular, here is a little hack for you guys that I tell all my friends when you start their own business. Make a freebie of some sorts. So I made a Pilates starter guide for free when I was building out Sweaty Studio. I made this for free. I plugged it on my social media platforms. You could plug it to your friends and family. You could share it with your current Instagram followers, even if it's just friends from high school and make a make something that has value something that shows it's almost like a portfolio for you it's almost like a job like what what, like a resume like what would you submit to a job interview make a product that shows off your skills shows off your talents make it free and when you launch it make sure you're collecting people's email addresses while when they get the when they get the product. So when that person fills in their email address, they fill in their name, they click enter, it emails them the product, they're added to your email list. When you grow your email list, that is a that is one tip I received that has changed my life. Social media platforms are you don't own them because Instagram could decide one day that they're just going to shut down. All of your followers would go away. But if you build an email list out, if you you can you can download that email list as a CSV Excel sheet. That email list is yours forever. 
So that's where I make a lot of my sales is via email. And it's really important to build that email list because not only are you getting leads of people that are actually interested in the topic, the specific topic, like Pilates, for example, but you're able to have control over that email list and you can delete people as if they're not super engaged email list subscribers. You can remove them. You can continue to build that out with other freebies, the other ways of growing the email list. But um, a, an actual software that I use and I recommend is Stan Store. That's a really great way to put those freebies on. It's almost like Linktree but you can put the freebie on stand store and you can have people download it. It'll collect the email addresses from there. It's called Zapier. You create a zap that basically takes from Stan the email subscribers and puts it into whatever email marketing software you're using as your email list. I use ConvertKit for my email marketing software. I think it's easy. It's simple. I've had great success with it. Some of I've tried out some of the other bigger um, bigger email marketing software is like flow. Was it flow something? Um, I've used my, what's what's it called? Something chimp, but I've tried out the other ones and they weren't the best in terms of getting the emails to land in people's inboxes, but ConvertKit has been really good for me. So I'm spilling the beans on, on that. No gatekeeping here. But anyways, The little nitty gritty details like that can seem overwhelming if you're new to business. I'm telling you, YouTube is your absolute best friend when it comes to figuring out the super specific stuff. Like how do I use Zapier? How do I make an email marketing list? Search things on YouTube, search the specific questions because YouTube seriously helped me so much with learning how to start a business because I didn't know all this stuff when I first started. I was so new to it and YouTube is it is great. Also building relationships in your own community and network is key because what helps me a lot is having other friends in the industry who I can talk to, who we can ask questions to each other. Because from there, like one of your friends who might be an influencer can be like, Hey, I use this software. It's great. Hey, here's how I do this. And then they can ask you questions and you can help them. So that's something that's been really cool too, is having a network. So you're not really doing this alone. Okay, so moving on, I'm going to answer a couple more questions. We might have to do a part two to this if you like this episode. How long will it take to make money? This is such a just, it's such a case-by-case question. The The answer is so case by case. For me personally, I started my blog in 2019. I didn't start monetizing until, was that, 2020 is when I started getting brand deals. I didn't actually launch my paid product though until 2022. And that's when I actually started to bring in money. So just for a little bit of a reference of how much money I was making, when I was working my corporate job, I had just gone out of college. I was working in public relations. I was making 40K a year pre-tax. So when I first started, when I first launched Sweaty Studio, I gave everyone a free month because here's my thought process on that. Everyone was doing free workouts of mine on YouTube and I wanted to ease them into this paid subscription model and see, and so they could kind of get a little preview sneak peek of it. Oh, they're the first people to ever do the studio. Here's a month free. Well, I don't think you necessarily have to give someone a month free to your product because I was also kind of afraid at the same time. I was afraid that no one would join. That was one of my fears. That was not the case. People did join. I will say giving them an incentive to sign up early or giving them giving them an incentive to your product, like some sort of discount if they 
if they spin a wheel or whatever. There's so many different ways and marketing tactics you can use to get someone to buy your product. So definitely looking more into that and I can definitely do more of an episode sharing kind of like some of my tips and tricks for that. But one thing I want to quickly quickly say before I get into the numbers is that end of the day, when making a sale, it has to be genuine. It can't feel, it can't just be you're pretending to be genuine. You actually need to be genuine. People can read through a slimy salesman five miles away. If you don't actually use your product, if you don't actually believe in your product, if you haven't tried out your product, someone's going to be able to see right through that. And so making sure you believe in your product, making sure that it's part of your daily life. Because for me, Sweaty Studio is part of my daily life. I love Sweaty Studio. I do my own workouts and it's really helped me a lot in my own personal journey. So being able to be my own testimony behind my product and share my own experiences, having client testimonials I can share with people who are thinking about joining the studio. Like that has made the biggest impact, honestly, in getting people to join the studio. And like I said, fostering those relationships, actually caring about the people who are using your product, who are in your community, that makes the world's difference on if people are going to keep being clients and actually make the sale. So in terms of money, I started off with I was making five thousand dollars a month on Sweaty Studio. And so I was charging at the time $9.99 a month. And here's kind of how it's evolved from that. I started super low with the pricing tier. And part of that was because I was afraid that no one was going to want to keep using the product if it was more expensive than that. I did feel deep down like I was not fully pricing my product to its true value. And so it was when John started working with me last September, he was the one the first, that first gave me that little oomph and that little push of, hey, Callie, like we need to make this a little bit more, we need to up the price to make it more worth its value or to make it actually reflect its value because this is a high value product. So we upped the price in September 10, 1999. And from there is when the studio started to have some more growth. So actually, I want to backtrack a little bit. It was initially $5,000 a month and I was doing brand deals. The brand deals I was getting was around five to 10K a month. And that was just, for anyone wanting to be an influencer, brand deals are not consistent. And that was really tough for me because I had some months where there were no brand deals coming in. So I was just making $5,000 and I wasn't I wasn't totally sure what was gonna be the next month because even the $5,000 wasn't consistent because I didn't have a good enough reflection of how people are gonna the retention of clients month to month. So the first few months I will say were mentally extremely challenging because I wasn't sure how much money I was really going to bring in. And it was June of 2022. I was planning on moving to New York city with John. And for anyone who knows, New York city is a very expensive city. And my rent was going to be like a thousand dollars more than the rent I was paying in Miami. And I remember it was June of 2022. I had no brand deals. I dropped my talent agency because it just was not, did not feel aligned working with them. And I was stressed. I was really stressed. I was bringing $5,000 pre-tax. And for anyone also, here's a little tip for you guys. As entrepreneurs, your tax is a lot higher than what you're taxed working for a corporate business because you're having to, you're having to pay all these additional taxes. I don't know what they're called. My mom helps me with my accounting, thankfully. But just so you guys know, when you, as an entrepreneur, when you make a certain amount of dollars, like $5,000, you are taxed higher than you would be taxed for your nine to five job from what I've experienced. So knowing that I wasn't even sure how much money I was really bringing home after all the tax and everything. And I was stressed, you guys, I was freaking stressed. 
But what's really cool, and I talk about my relationship with God a lot on this podcast, this was a really cool time when God like really, really provided for me. And something that I want to just bring peace to your mind if you've been stressed about finances or whatever, just trust in God pray to God. And there's a verse in the Bible. It's like, cast your anxieties on, cast your anxieties to the Lord, release your burdens to the Lord. And in this time I was really stressed. I remember I was, I was praying to God. I was just like, God, like, I don't, I'm really, I'm really anxious about this. And I gave up my anxiety to the Lord. And it's so cool because he always, he just has consistently just provided and provided in moments of time when I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know how I'm going to actually make this happen in my life. What's so cool is we don't have to make things happen. God's going to make things happen for us. And so this story is wild, you guys. I remember I open my mailbox to this check from one of my family members. And this is like out of nowhere check, $5,000. Like, I'm sorry, what? $5,000. If you guys just didn't hear a couple minutes ago, $5,000 was the other half of my monthly income of what I was making. I had had no brand deals that, that month. That $5,000 was covering me for the month. I remember when I opened that check, I called my mom and I was like, is this right? Is there supposed to be this extra zero on the end of this check? And she was like, she was like yeah. And I just remember like bawling my eyes out because I just felt so provided for in that moment in a time when I had been working so hard to build a business, to really go after the passion that God put in my heart. And I just felt so provided for. And then to top things off, this is the same week, I believe, week or two, I had a TikTok go mega viral. I think it got like 7 million views or something. And it was about my Pilates studio. And I ended up over doubling my studio income. So from $5,000, my studio was around, I think it was at $10,000. It kind of dipped between eight to $10,000 for the next few months, but it grew so much from one video. And it was just like, I'm sorry, but like, how does that just happen? You know, those two things, I was like, that is not coincidence. This is literally God providing for me the month I'm moving to New York City. And so he made that happen for me. And moving to New York, I wasn't sure. Like I had been praying about moving to New York too. I was like, I want to follow your will, Lord. I want to go wherever you want me to go. And he ended up just providing. Even in New York City, there was financial troubles there. I was I was stressed. I mean, me and John were splitting our rent half and half. And then John ended up quitting his job. He felt called by God to quit his job. And he's talked about that a little bit on the podcast. But all of a sudden, it was just my studio and my brand deals covering the $4,000 rent every month. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna, how this is gonna happen. Long story short is for other reasons, we ended up leaving the city. We we're able to break our lease. There was hardly any penalty and God provided just so many more things along the way. Even the house we're buying, this house, oh my gosh, there's just been so many cool, just God moments and blessings over this house that we're buying that like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense and I'll I'll get more into those details but like end of the day whenever if you feel like God is calling you to start a business of some sorts he is going to provide and you have to take that leap of faith and trust him with it you have to be like God this is your business take my business and run with it guide me and lead me in making the best decisions for this business. And also just casting out any greed from your heart, any greed for fame, casting that out because those two things and the the 
spirit of fear, like don't have any place in your business. So that's some advice I have for just the actual cost. Oh, I think the oh yeah. So how long will it take to make money? It really just depends, but try your best to focus more on the impact you'll make with the business and the money will follow. Okay, one more question before we go is, okay, this is super cool. Oh my gosh, there's so many good questions, you guys. I kind of want to keep talking. (laughs) Anyways, I think this is a really good question. Do you feel like entrepreneurship is unfairly, unfairly glamorized by the media? Yes, absolutely. I think that the media makes entrepreneurship look like it's rainbows and sunshine when in reality, entrepreneurship is truly a roller coaster. I have so many high highs and so many low lows and it's all about riding out those waves because you're going to have seasons where you make a ton of money one month, seasons where you have so many beautiful, amazing client testimonials and you're like, yes, but then there's going to be slower seasons where maybe you don't feel like your clients are coming in as fast or you're not getting as many brand deals or the numbers are falling and you have to keep chugging along even if it feels mentally and physically so hard to keep going entrepreneurship is a mind game you guys and you have to be mentally tough in order to be a successful entrepreneur okay next up but it's so fun by the way so worth it i i love being an entrepreneur it's great you have to realize that on the bad days there's only they're gonna get better even like yesterday i was having a really tough day with like my physical my physical health and then the business there was just psychologically i was doubting myself a lot and i just had to be like i'm gonna keep going like this isn't gonna stop me i'm not gonna let it stop me okay next question is it hard to separate your personal wellness from work because you are in wellness wow this question is so good oh my gosh thank you sophia for asking this question quick little water break Okay, 1,000%. For anyone who's working as a fitness instructor, people don't talk about this enough. It is challenging to find time to take care of your own fitness journey. And I am constantly working on this. This is a recent realization I had actually as of last week is that because I boxed myself in a Pilates niche, I was holding myself back from growing in my own personal fitness journey and trying new things. I was really afraid that if I went to the gym and lifted, people would think that my studio didn't work or that something is wrong. And I had to, I had to break down that lie. And I was like, that is not true. And when I posted it on my Instagram stories, I was like, I'm going to try a Pilates lifting split. I literally had so many people respond and be like, oh my gosh, let me know how it goes. Oh my gosh, I've been doing that too. It's so fun. So anyways, point of the story is that when you get into, let's say you go, you build your business off of a passion. It can feel like that passion for that thing becomes smaller and smaller as you're building the business because all of a sudden you've monetized a passion. My best advice for you is to carve out time in your day. So if your passion, let's say, is wellness and your business is in the wellness space, carve out time in your day where your wellness journey is your wellness journey and it's not about your business. So for me, it's like carving out an hour a day to do the workout that I want to do, to do something where I don't necessarily film it, something where it's only about my journey and it's not about anybody else and also to making sure you have other hobbies in your life that still 
bring you passion and fire and leaving those as hobbies because it's also really okay to have hobbies i think sometimes our in our society makes you feel like hobbies have to be monetized but that's not true you can still have hobbies and not monetize them like for me surfing is one of my hobbies i don't monetize surfing and it's super fun so is figure skating i haven't skated in a while but figure skating i was doing that in miami a lot and i was trying my best to not make that part of my business and when I try when I did try to make it part of my business is when it made it not as fun if that makes sense okay do you think you'd make more or less if you went back to the your corporate job I would absolutely make less because in entrepreneurship there is no ceiling to income which is super cool you can always find other ways to make money do you find working from home is hard on your mental health I definitely did in New York City but something for anyone who's been working from home in a corporate job if you can try to work from coffee shops here and there I now try to go to coffee shops like every other day just to get out of my house and be social with people and that's really been helpful so it's all about getting out of your house and not getting stuck in your house when you're working from home what is the most challenging thing about starting your biz okay I think the most challenging thing about starting the business is staying consistent with it especially as a woman who has a menstrual cycle I think people don't talk about this enough either, how as women, we're not the same every single day. We have different hormones and energy levels. And I think my cycle has been something that's been really tough for me sometimes is for a while I was launching challenges and I would build the challenge out right before my period started. And that was a time when I felt super low energy. I didn't feel as creative. I was in my head a lot. And so I felt like that was super challenging working against my body. So something that I've been trying to implement now in my business is working with my body and with my cycle, especially with how I'm planning out my work week and how I'm planning out my launches as well. So I think that's one of my best advice for if you're a woman listening and you want to start a business. As an entrepreneur, you build your own hours, you build your own schedule. So why not build it around working with your body, the body that God gave you and the cycle that you have as well? That's super cool. And also just, I think another challenge was just getting in my head and comparing myself to others comparison is a killer and it is not helpful if you look at other people's work try your best to look at them as expanders as someone who inspires you and shows you that that next level is possible there's no reason to rip yourself apart just because someone else is a few steps ahead of you that does not mean that you aren't going to get there and i i'm telling myself this because this is a constant challenge i have on a daily basis okay final question how to come up, how to come up with your name for your business. My name, funny story, I did a soul cycle class and I came home and I was super sweaty and I remember thinking, I was like, what do I name my blog? And I was listening to LMFAO's I'm sexy, sexy and I know it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sweaty and I know it. So it just came to me. And I think this is, this might sound kind of like free flowy, whatever, but trying to not overthink your business name it's going to come to you just let it happen like I guess a baby name or whatever a pet name it'll just come to you you don't have to have a name right out of the gates just think of the business idea first and then from there you're going to just all of a sudden be like oh my gosh this is the name also a little tip for you guys is so whatever state you're registering your business in you can search for pre-existing businesses. Make sure you search your business name in the search database to make sure it's not already taken. I did that right out of the gates and that was really helpful because when I registered my business, I was able to get I'm Sweaty and I Know It LLC because no one else had already had that name. 
Okay, you guys, I hope you love this episode. Let me know if you want any more businessy type episodes like this. I also want to start taking on some business coaching clients. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email at info I'll put that in the show notes below so you can have that email address there as well. I hope you love the episode. Make sure you tag me in your stories at Healthy But Human Pod listening. And don't forget, don't forget to leave a review if you love today's episode. I will see you next week. Have the best day and stay sweaty and healthy but human. Bye, my gorgeous queen. Queen.